Hi, Fight For You podcast is about our scariest thoughts, memories, and experiences. Every other week, I'm speaking with a new guest. These stories are rooted in pain, love, grief, heartache, and most of all, how they've overcome their biggest challenges. I'm Lily, your host, and today's story is about Camille. Camille is an 18-year-old college student at the University of Utah, juggling school and volleyball. Camille has a vulnerable story that started when her life was altered when she did not make the dance team. Camille grew up with four parents, two dads on one side and a mom and a stepdad on the other side. In high school, Camille's friend group slid up, making it harder to find her way. She played on the bench for the volleyball team the first year and got bullied to an extreme. When she did not make the dance team, she struggled to understand what her journey would look like from then on. Listen along for Camille's story. Let's get into it. Camille is joining me here from Utah. Thanks, Camille, for joining me today. How are you? I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> Good to hear. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe some hobbies or passions that you're into? Yeah, so I play uh, beach volleyball at the University of Utah, and um, I also play piano. I also grew up dancing and acting and singing and musical theater. Um, I actually also snowboard. That's something a lot of people don't know about me, is I've been snowboarding since I was in kindergarten. And yeah, overall, I've always been into a lot of hobbies. I've never just had one. I've been doing lots and lots and lots and lots of different things. Right now, it's just volleyball. Yeah, I'm definitely the same. I feel like if I don't, I'm like missing out on something. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, well, we can get right into it. Thank you again for joining me. Um, so yeah, so you grew up in a household that many would not call traditional. Despite having three dads in your life growing up, were you ever treated differently from an outside perspective? Um, I'm, I mainly wasn't. A lot of people, I've, for the most part, I've had positive positive reactions to it a lot of people being like wow that's so cool like you have gay dads wow that's amazing you have two gay best friends I'm like yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> but I have had a, a handful of times where it was, it was mainly when I was little um and it was just you know kids didn't understand which I being older I totally understand now but I would have some kids be like what the heck that's weird or my parents told me that it's not okay to be gay so you're weird because you have gay dads, um, especially during the Prop 8 time, which uh, was a long time ago. I think I was eight, maybe younger, so you would have been like four or five or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, when gay marriage was, you know, on the table about being legalized or not and or legal or not. And um, that's when I had like my neighbors. I had some a few people not be nice to me. Um, like to my face as a kid and that was the first time that I had realized I was like oh there there are people that don't like my dads and I didn't really understand it um but yeah but that's fine I, I have been blessed though in my opinion looking at like the outside perspective in my opinion I am thankful for mainly having good reactions and not many you know bad ones <laughs> absolutely so as you said, it doesn't make you feel totally different, but sometimes the reactions, um, did those, did you see those really affect you in a large setting or did you just kind of brush it off? Yeah. Well, like I said, it mainly happened when it, the few times it did happen was as a kid, not really 
older. So as a kid, it was just more of like the confusion of like, why don't these people like my dads? Like yeah. why are my dads? You know what I mean? I didn't, it was all I knew. So I didn't understand that. Um, but I mean, I would talk to my mom about it and I actually didn't really even talk to my dads about it until recently. Um, and you know, it was just, would talk to them and they would make me feel better and understand that they just don't know and times are different and that's it to just keep being true to myself and yeah that's about it yeah, that's a great way to put it definitely so you mentioned that you grew up dancing singing and participating in mu- musical theater what was that world of expression like for you growing up um it was amazing <laughs> it was it was my my gateway dancing I mean it still is like um dancing and acting. It made me be, I'm super confident and I'm super outgoing and super, my dad likes to call me a spaz. All, all, all three of my dads call me a spaz because because I live, I did and I still do live in that world of expression. Um, and it's beautiful. I think it's something that even if you don't dance or you say you're not good at dancing or singing or any of those things, it's something anybody can go to. Uh, yeah, go to and express themselves in. And yeah, that's where I found my passion and my love in it. Yeah. So you really just loved how it was such an escape for you. Is that just that? Yeah. It was also, um, my mother was a dancer. My, she was a cheerleader and a dancer and a dance teacher and with my grandma. So, and same with my mom's, my mom's one to eight kids and all of her siblings, all of her, all of her sisters danced as well. So it's always been, I mean, my mom was a model. She was also a model and an actress in her early years. So I've been exposed to that world of expression. Yeah, a lot, a lot. And it's one of the biggest blessings. Did you ever see yourself doing anything other than dance? Although you saw your mom do that for so long and be in that musical theater and modeling. Did you ever really see yourself going into anything else? Yeah, I definitely, um, like dancing, all that was definitely my main thing growing up from like five years old till um when I like stopped when I was 14 um but throughout dance I always my mom was always putting me in other sports like I I'm sure I've done about every single sport for at least like three months I did like tennis for a couple years I did soccer for I think three years um I did karate for like three years I did absolutely it was just like but it was always dance and then it was you know this here that there um it was always dance and piano dance and piano were always kind of always your thing that would always be there. Yeah. yeah, I was, yeah, definitely, for sure. So you mentioned that you didn't make, you stopped dancing when you were 14. Um, so what happened there? I uh, didn't make the dance team my freshman year. I went into my, my high school years thinking that I was going to be on dance team um, because it was all I ever knew. And I was going to go to NYU and be a dance major. and yada 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 I thought my whole life was gonna go because that's all I ever knew and that's what I wanted to do um I knew like the dance coach like at my high school's dance team I had been close with her since like she's known me since I was little and she was on the same dance team as my aunt like they grew up together um like everyone everyone knew me as a dancer and so when I didn't make the team mind you by one point which I find it as also kind of a crazy pretty crazy thing about it because it was only by one point which just shows my my point later on that everything happens for a reason because they took them by point I think it was like out of 25 or something like it's like oh on your your developé or something on your split like it's like a four out of five points something like that's how they track it and they take outside 
outside coaches, you know, to make it fair. And um, yeah, I, it was it was by one point, which just proves that everything happens for a reason. But at the time, I was like, what am I going to do? This is all I do. This is all I ever knew. And this is where I love. Like, it was the first time, honestly, I really think I, I experienced, other than like death, something I really experienced that, I, I mean, I had a panic attack. It was so hard for my mom to watch me be in like that pain. It was the first real pain I had felt because I was 14. I, was, I didn't really, I mean, even though I grew up, yeah, even though I grew up with a different family, I didn't really experience trauma or pain like that. And I might be dramatic. It might seem like I'm like over dramatic right now, but it was. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do at all. Um, Did it make you feel at all that all your hard work had been uncounted for because you years yeah. and then everything you had just worked for that you had been looking forward to kind of was like, oh, it's done now. Yeah. Yes. No, exactly. Exactly. Especially since it was like by like one point or something like that. And uh, I had been training at that time. I had been training 19 hours of dance a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> Where I hadn't been doing anything else. Like when I hit like 12 was when I stopped doing those outside sports and stuff. And I was like, just dance. And I was doing 19 hours a week. I was committed and I was determined. And everybody else, everybody else, my family, my friends, everybody else knew that I was committed and determined and was always. Dance always was yeah. yeah, it was, it was every day school. And then like my school ended, I think at 2.55. And. I was at dance 3.30 to 9.30 every day. And I would come home and do homework and repeat. Like, <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. So your mom was obviously putting you in the sports um, until you said about 12 years old. Yeah. Um, so she suggested volleyball uh, when, you, when you didn't make the dance team. And how did that kind of feel to you that your mom was, as she was the dancer and the model, she was suggesting something else? What did, what did that feel like? For me, it was mainly just confusion like she was like you should try volleyball because we we had either like I said there's a ton of family or I have a ton of family that danced but I had some like distant family that played volleyball she was like you're getting taller because I was a tall I was a tall freshman I was like five seven. Oh wow like, yeah I know I was a pretty tall I'm like five eleven now but as a freshman I was five seven and I was like really skinny and so I was like this tall long beanpole um and my mom was like you should do volleyball and I was like what it was just like the biggest like why like it wasn't a sport I had ever played and I had just like I was still so you know in love that that passion doesn't just go away and I wanted to just I wanted to go again like I wanted to just I was like whatever I'll just like work hard and I'll try again next year my mom was like no I, I don't think you should I think you should take a different path I think this is God saying you need like she she had that mother instinct she was like no this isn't this isn't and so I didn't really understand it at all it took so long for me to finally be like I was like in my room for three days crying like every day and it finally took uh, the arguing with my mother for me to finally be like okay like I'll try you know what I mean just so you can stop like nagging to me about it because I have a my my second cousin who is my coach um not here in Utah but back at home as um a pro volleyball player he he played everywhere he's insane um and she was like, just train with him for three days, try out for the team. And also I had missed tryouts because of everything that happened. So she's like, I emailed the coach and you're gonna try out late. And I was like, no, you're one of those moms. Like, please, no. But then I finally did it and yeah. What were some of maybe your hopes with starting volleyball and some of your fears? Cause obviously you lived in 
California volleyball, yeah. beach volleyball especially is really big there. Yeah. Um, very competitive. Um, as I, I know I used to play volleyball. So what were some of your hopes and fears with starting? Some of my hopes were that, that the girls would just be nice and like the coaches would just be nice and like everybody would just be nice. And, you know, it was like one of those things where I didn't want to tell people my story at the time. And like, I didn't want everyone to know like, Hey, I didn't make the dance team. And now my life sucks. Like I didn't want, you know what I mean? I wasn't going to tell everybody that, but like, it was kind of like that, like subconscious understanding of like that, you know, some people don't know what they're going through. And I was a freshman and I just wanted everything to like be okay, I guess would be a hope. And my fear was that that wasn't going to happen and that I was going to suck and it was going to be horrible. And I wasn't, I was going to be lost. And cause it was my freshman year, I was going to be lost. And that is what happened. Um, for a while but then things looked on the brighter side and it turned out good (laughs) so you mentioned freshman year you were a practice player um Mm -hmm. want to explain what that is because I know you don't have that yeah yeah so practice player is somebody who just comes to practice they're on the team they're just coming to practice they don't play during games me specifically I would yeah I would just go to practice and then during games I would sit on the bench with my coach and I would take uh, statistics of my team and played in one game your freshman year because I had tried out I had three days of experience like with my my coach and I tried out late and they were like and no one they didn't know that I hadn't played for a while like I was I guess as a freshman like decent enough like I could pass a ball I could you know hit a ball like enough to have them be like oh okay like yeah like you should be on the team but you've never played before, you know, and if you, I'm, as you know, and I'm sure, and mind you, this is indoor as well. I was like training beach, but playing indoor um, with high school. And if anybody you know, knows volleyball, you know that rotations are complicated and it's not, it's really not an easy sport. People just think it's bump, set, hit. Like, no, there's a lot, there's a lot behind it. And I didn't know any of it. I mean, there was a while I had to go, my coach literally printed out like rotation papers and I had to study them. Like that was how behind I was. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what my point to that was, but yeah. (laughs) You play, when you sat on the bench, um, you mentioned to me behind the scenes that you started getting bullied, um, for, like, not playing, or people would come up to you and be like, how was your game, and, like, Mm -hmm. so, um, how did that, how did you deal with that? I didn't, I didn't deal with it, I, I cried a lot to my mother I was just sad and confused and I had never really experienced bullying I didn't um I had like with like boys a little bit growing up I feel like every girl you know the I hate this but the toxic masculinity whatever I do honestly to call it whatever you want but I hate it they're like oh if a boy likes you or if a boy's mean to you that means he likes you whatever but I did deal with that you know, just, like, but other than that, like, I haven't really experienced real bullying from, like, girls until then, or just, honestly, people in general, and so I didn't, and because it was a new world, a new sport, a new school, I really didn't know who to go to or where to feel comfortable, Um, and so, yeah, I would just go to my mom and be, like, this is what's happening, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. I just dealt with it throughout the whole season, hoping it wasn't towards the end of the season until I finally was like, I started to get better. And I was like, I just need to focus on myself. And, you know, it's only my freshman year. I have three years of high school left. We're all just, we're all just going through our own, our own things. And I understood that. I understood that, that like, 
there was reasoning behind it. It wasn't just out of pure despite. Like there was, there was other things going on, yeah, in other people's houses and, you know, things that I didn't know and that yeah. they didn't know. Me. And so that just kind of helped me. That mentality towards the end is how I dealt with it. Yeah, so you've obviously been very successful with volleyball. Um, congratulations again for playing at Utah. That's awesome. Um, so what really made you push yourself um, after being a practice player? Obviously, you turned that very much around. Um, from going to a practice player freshman year to four years later, um, now being on a D1 volleyball team. Um, honestly, it was my mom, my coach, and me. It was my mom, you know, being supportive my number one fan that she is and pushing me knowing that she actually is the one who called it from the beginning she was like you're gonna get a scholarship she like I don't know if you believe or into like manifestation manifesting a lot but that's like literally what my mom did she just said it all the time and I'd be like mom stop like I'm a freshman I'm horrible what are you talking about but she would say it and put it out in the universe all the time like you're gonna get a D1 scholarship that's what she would say all the time and later on that pushed me to be better Wow. Same with my coach. My coach said the same thing. He was like, I'm going to get you a scholarship. I was like, I don't care if you've been playing for a week, I'm going to get you a scholarship. So it was definitely like a big part of it with my mom and my coach, like just believing in me from day one. And then my mentality with um, experiencing what I did experience freshman year being like, I'm going to focus on myself and I'm going to prove these people wrong. And that's the best I, thing you can do, right? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. And I knew that, I mean, I had gone from 19 hours of dance. Like I was always somebody who needed a lot. I was a little ADD child. Like I could never stop moving. And so I just switched that energy, that determination, that motivation from dance into volleyball where I was training. There was a point where I was um, doing outside training while being on the indoor team um, on my high school and the beach team at my high school and indoor club and beach club. Like I was, I put that same energy, like I said, into dance that I had into dance, into volleyball, and I was determined, and I felt better. It worked for you, obviously. It worked out. I also, also like womanhood kind of like hit me too. Like I finally grew into my body, grew a couple inches, and like got some meat on my bones, and that definitely helped. Cause like I said, my freshman year, I was like five, five seven, and I think a hundred pounds. Like I was so, I was so small. Um, and started working out and womanhood hit me like a truck and now we're here <laughs> so obviously um I'm still in high school I still go through schoolwork and stress and sports and everything what did what else did you go through um, freshman year or the rest of your high school that also had an effect not just the pressure of volleyball and wanting to be the best as yeah yeah um probably you know how people say like when you go to high school like your friends change yeah. um you will not have the same friends and at first I even like I remember I physically like remember myself writing this too in my journal uh-huh. being like oh like people always say that but we're like three months into high school and like I still have my same my same girl group my same friends like it's not true then like the next page like a couple months later was like no just kidding yeah your friends change it all changes um so that was definitely hard was having I mean I'm still friends with like all my friends that I was with my freshman year but um was it kind of broke apart for a while that I did have and um and yeah so that was hard it was really hard trying to find new friends I had I didn't I didn't feel like I had one solid friend group because because my friend group broke apart like I was still friends with everyone in my freshman class I didn't have like one 
one friend group and I felt like it felt like everybody else did because you know it's, it's high school things are really clicky um so that was definitely hard feeling like I didn't have a solid, solid one person yeah. yeah solid not even just like just a group or just one person to like have my best friend be my best friend like my best friends had become my best friends before had become just friends not my best friends anymore at the time at the time now I'm super close to all of them again but um yeah which was really really hard and just dealing with other normal freshman things that people have to experience yeah and transitioning transitioning to the big school and yeah yeah of course um so you started playing club volleyball and beach volleyball um and pushing yourself more than ever back to where you really were when you were doing dance what was the biggest thing that you had to overcome when you kind of transitioned from like being a practice player to doing all of this and pushing yourself so much was there anything that you really like had to overcome a coach maybe um Um, oh yeah yeah uh yeah definitely a coach um (laughs) I mean just the I mean it's it was even though I had always played sports um like I said before like dance was my main thing so like having that that drastic transition to like no dance and none of that close with your dance yeah and it's and obviously dance coaches to volleyball coaches to soccer coaches to every all coaches are different yeah and um at the time it was like oh like this is real like these call these coaches are big and they're scary and they're (laughs) and well my freshman year actually coach the one who helped me or he was the, the JV and varsity. I actually loved him. He was the, like one of them, one of the people who saw something in me, who like put me on the team and he saw something in me, but then he left freshman year. We had a brand new coach. That was hard for me. That was hard. I had already like finally started to get settled in and like, oh, okay. Like my, after my freshman year, I was like, all right, like things are starting to look good and I'm starting to get comfortable. And then we got a whole new coach, a whole new, not even just one coach, like a whole new coaching set, like yeah. for JV and varsity. Um, so that was something that I had to overcome and, you know, transition and get used to and same with all the girls on my team. Um, yeah, so that was definitely the biggest, the biggest challenge. (laughs) So freshman year, um, you mentioned was obviously like a very dark point in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. was there anything else you turned to for inspiration? I know you started putting in the work with volleyball, Mm -hmm. um, but was there anything else that you turned to for inspiration? um for inspiration probably like within me like what the first thing that's coming to my mind is just I started journaling like myself Mm -hmm. and which wasn't really something I did and I would like update myself on like how I was feeling every day and um also honestly my my friends that I did create that were um, even though I had like in the beginning was some not issue I don't want to say issues but just like it was hard getting close with the girls on my freshman team in the beginning. Um, by my sophomore year, I had uh, this one girl and this other girl. So there's one girl, Olivia, who was, was still one of my best friends who was on my team. Um, I would turn to her because I looked up to her because, you know, like I said, I, I was the only one who had only been playing for a year. Everyone else had been playing for, for years and knew what they were doing. And I looked up to her and I looked up to my best friend, Simone, who actually is also playing um, volleyball at U of A. She plays indoor. Yeah, she's an outdoor hitter at U of A. She's insane. She's one year older than me and 
I love her and miss her to death. And then my other best friend, Sam, who is at Boulder, Colorado, and they were all in varsity. And I looked up to them and I was like, I want to be like them. They're amazing. And they were always super nice to me. It was like, it was funny because it was always the older girls that I felt were like, I don't want to say nicer because they, they just, I just looked up to them more. They were like opening and, and supportive. And we're like, I mean, for the most part, I would, for the most part, <laughs> but yeah, they were definitely my inspiration. They were definitely my inspiration. I was like, I want to get to that point. I want to get to that point and I'm going to get to that point. And so, yeah. Wow, awesome. Do you think the um, pandemic affects your mental health when the pandemic was really going on? Obviously you've been able to go to school, which is awesome. And some other yeah really started did you see it affect your mental health at all yeah um for sure about I I had the blessing of being committed by the summer before my senior year I mean I'm like seeing it on hand first with um friends and family and just different people who are having a hard time getting recruited because of this pandemic and it's heartbreaking to see um and so but by the beginning of quarantine I had you know I was committed I I had my life planned out I was just going through my senior year. I mean, I had two classes and that's it. <laughs> and so I go to my two classes, I'd come back for lunch and hang out with friends. I would train all the time. And so my main focus was just getting better. So I could go to Utah and, you know, in my mind, be the best, be number one and or be the best that I can be. And, you know, yeah. so I'm just training and training and training. And then the pandemic happened and everything, you know, closed down and I wasn't training or practicing for a month. That did a number on my mental health and being home and and not being in that routine that good routine that I was in like I, I enjoyed going to school because like I said I had two classes and I actually loved those classes I loved the teachers they were they were they weren't easy they were like a, an AP and an IB class but because they were more college style they were just like lecture it wasn't a lot of work it was just like if I if you paid attention and studied you'd be fine yeah. and the girls in the class and the friends in the class I loved and everything I was in such a good routine I was driving to Hermosa and Manhattan every day training at the beach and going to the beach I mean, my, I, I, it was perfect it was like I was at a peak and then the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and it definitely put a dent in my routine and I didn't really know what to do but I understood that a lot of people were in the exact same boat that I was and so I just did everything that I could do at the time which was I did like first just personal training with my coach just one-on-one because when it was like really bad um he was only doing that with me because we're family because he's my family so technically you know what I mean um it was good like I would go to his house and he'd go to my house and I would train which helped but I missed my friends I missed my you know it's a big part about being on a sport like even though beach volleyball is two on two um it's like you know what I'm saying is like it's more just two on two not like indoor where it's like a ton of girls yeah 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 I miss I missed all my I miss my club I miss my all the girls I would practice with because they would push me to want to be the best and yeah it 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 was hard for a while I just felt lost even though I had my life planned out I felt lost yeah because I think a lot of people were definitely in the same boat as all of our daily routines weren't <laughs> a routine anymore I mean it was the same thing every day wake up stay in your room do the same thing over and I definitely feel like people saw that um do you what are some types of things that you use as an outlet now for your wellness and self-care um, I'm very much so people, sorry, people orient, oriented. And so um, wherever I am, I mean, being here, I had, I had a low point being here, honestly, in Utah, just transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that 
people are who I to turn to. And if I have, you know, found or have those good people in my life to turn to, to talk to, then I'm, I'm good. Then I'm okay. Um, and so during the time, I think it was honestly just getting closer with my family. I think a lot of people experience that too, like being home and being with your family a lot. I started getting into other things that I had always loved, but didn't have time for, like cooking. I mean, I was cooking every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for my family, because that's what I had loved to do and other things. And yeah, that was, that was my way of staying positive. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so a little bit on more of like the advice side now. What would you want family and friends to know about how they can best support a loved one struggling with depression or dark time or even a transition from one routine to another? What's some advice that you have? To, um, for specifically like family and friends, I would say to not put it aside and to, to understand that it's real and it's not, especially, you know, teenagers and young adults, it's not us being dramatic or being ungrateful. It's not, we're living in a crazy world right now. Yeah. And we're at the time where we're trying to find ourselves and just to be understanding and be there with open arms, but not be too, you know, you you need to have those conversations with those people and have those talks of understanding of being like, hey, like if you want me to be here for you with open arms, I will. Or if you want me to step back and, you know, let you, do your thing, what, let you do what you know, what you need to do to heal. Absolutely. Then I will be cheering for me on the sidelines. Do you know what I mean? But just like having that understanding between the two that, that it's there, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, like- absolutely. I think that's a great thing that people forget that there are people there for you if you want them. Um, mm-hmm. If you need to let yourself feel your emotions and go through it that's also okay and they're they'll be right there next to you cheering you on as you go through that journey which I feel like is a great piece of advice mm-hmm. um what advice do you maybe have for someone who is trying a new sport and coming from something that they had been so committed to um mm-hmm. you obviously you dealt with that firsthand and that was probably one of the biggest um things that you really had to deal with in your childhood or in high school I would say trust the process. Just trust the process. I mean, if you want to look at it at a religious perspective, God has a plan. God has a plan. And even if you're lost and you have no idea and you're screaming, why? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Why, why, why? Listen to your parents. You don't always have to listen to them, but most of the time they're right. My mother was right in this. In, in my situation, my mother was right. So that's something you just have to take to heart and listen to your heart with. Um, if you're not very religious and you look at it at the spiritual perspective, the universe has a plan for you. Whatever it is, it'll work out. Yeah. I have no idea why. I mean, it took me an entire year, which is a pretty long time, you know, to finally take a step back and be like, oh, I have a whole different plan. I mean, like I said, I would, wanted to go to NYU and be a dance major and be on the dance team. And God, the universe, whatever you want to say, went, skirt, nope, you're going this way instead. Volleyball, Utah, completely different plan. Yeah. And the biggest blessing I could have ever asked for um so yeah I would I mean it's cheesy and I feel like we hear it all the time but it's it, it, it is true you just have to trust the process and do what you need to do to be happy because even if you are transitioning to a new sport and you're not happy and you don't have that fire you know what I mean it's just that 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 fine line that you have to find within yourself is this what I want to do you know yeah. if, if it's not what you want to do 
then you're not going to be happy. It's for me, it wasn't that I didn't, it wasn't finding something that I did not want to do. It's not that I didn't want to do volleyball. I just didn't know why. Yeah. Why my was pushing me, why these things were happening. But I stayed in the sport because I needed to be doing, I needed to be doing something. You know what I mean? And I did, I did like it. I did find a new like, and then developed a love for it later. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Listen to your, I agree. That's a great piece of advice that I feel like sometimes we forget that everything does happen for a reason. Um, So you've been through some extremely heart-wrenching experiences and, um, is there any, what is some of the best gifts that have come out of overcoming these challenges? I assume one for you is you're playing at a beautiful school, playing volleyball, what mm-hmm. you come to love. Um, is there anything else that is just a great gift that has come out of your experiences? I have, div- I've, yeah, yeah. My probably friends, definitely the friend that comes to my mind is my friends. I made completely my I found my best friends I found my best friends with volleyball um here in college and in high school and that is one of the biggest blessings I mean those are I found my friends who I know I will be best friends with forever even if we don't talk for years and we reconnect it'll be like no time has passed and I I just know that you know absolutely yeah yeah also I've been you know a D1 athlete and um a lot of people not knowing the details of my story, but seeing my story from the outside in the town that I grew up with, opened up a lot of different opportunities with a lot of amazing people and a lot of different perspectives. And when I have people come up to me and be like, I know your story. I've heard your story. I've seen your story. I know your mom, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> like it's, and it's inspiring. And I hearing that from adults and kids is, you know, from the large person, it just shows that you can be any age and do anything. It doesn't even have to be with a sport, you know, it could be something completely different, but you can be at any age and make an impact on one person, on a community, on a whole state, on a whole world, you know, and that's amazing. That's the biggest, that's definitely a couple of the biggest blessings I received from this. Of course. Yeah. So lastly, is there anything that you live by a motto, a saying, a quote, something your mom told you when you were younger, anything that you just know in your heart that like it's gonna be okay like I'm gonna live by this yeah um definitely for sure trust the process and that the universe has a plan for you definitely that that is definitely what I've been living by since my freshman year um and then also when that's more of just I I remind myself of that when I'm just lost and not understanding why things are happening Mm -hmm. but when it comes to my mentality and my mental health um, when I'm lost in that, I tell myself life unbothered. I think of, I, I take myself to a place that I find comfort in, which is the beach. And I think life unbothered, like I'm not going to allow, whether it's small or big, this small or big occurrence, this small or big jump or bump to bother my life and put a dent. I might put a dent, but I'm going to find my way around it. And that's, that's something that I've created honestly recently um that's very inspiring and definitely yeah. something that I could even like take into my own life and own yeah. experiences where you yeah. just, like take a step back and realize like everything will be okay mm-hmm. uh, and I love that you like take yourself to like your happy place which is the mm-hmm. beach where you grew up and is so many memories there for you which yeah. is yeah. so amazing 
Um, well, thank you so much for speaking with me today and sharing your story with us. Your story and your journey is authentic, raw, and very vulnerable. And I see myself in a little bit of your story and I know that others will too. Thank you for the great work that you do and congratulations on um, playing volleyball at Utah. It's great. And I hope that you have a great rest of your freshman year. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like um, your listeners to know? Uh, I don't think so. I, I loved your questions and I loved to talk. Um, like I said, just trust the process. Trust it all. And don't be afraid to reach out when you need help, whether that be your parents or a best friend. Or for me, I had cousins, I had really, really close cousins that I could go to and still go to. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. Yeah. It's, it'll be more beneficial in the end for you to figure out how to get over this jump. And it's okay to get help with that than to just get lost, especially, especially in this age group, whether that's a teenager or a young adult. It's hard. It's hard. So don't be afraid to reach out for help because that's what I did and I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy I'd love to be here yeah well thank you so much Camille thank you so much I love you to death I'm so glad we met <laughs>